Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. In my experience working with couples over the years, there are four key financial areas that it's really important to be in alignment on in order for money to not be a sticking point in your marriage. I've talked about them. I've given a quick overview of them on the on this podcast before. Those are attitudes around debt, being on the same page about how you're going to handle your debt, uh, career, work-life balance decisions, budgeting, and the fourth is what I call it, like location or a sense of place. Where are you living? And so on. And I've given an overview of all those topics before, but over the next few days, I want to do a deeper dive into each of them because they really are critical. And starting with today, I want to talk about one of the questions I've gotten more and more from couples over the years. And that is, you know, for a couple who are one person coming into the marriage is maybe completely debt-free or maybe has a little bit of debt, but nothing, nothing too major, maybe like one car loan or something like that. And the other person coming into the marriage has a lot of debt. Um, oftentimes that's that student loans can be in, into the six figures, right? But the the key is you know, you're coming into the marriage with vastly differing levels of debt. Um, how does it make sense to handle that, right? Should the spouse without the debt help to pay down the, the spouse with more debt, pay, you know, pay, pay down their debt over time? even though it was technically like debt that they took out on their own before they got married. Because often, often, you know, that, that's a, it's a debt is a very emotional and, and complicated topic for couples to handle, particularly for debts that you had prior to your marriage. And oftentimes the, there are two different emotions that can come up, right? Often the, the spouse without the debt can feel burdened or even resentment toward the one who, who has all the debt that, you know, they're now all of a sudden taking up, a lot of the family's financial resources, if they decide to pay it down together, it's hard, right? It, it, that's a hard thing to manage. And conversely, oftentimes the, the spouse who has the debt um, and is bringing the debt into the marriage, so to speak, f- feels guilty or feels like they're burdening the other person, right? They, it, it's a very emotionally fraught topic. And so what I want to do is just kind of share my general overview and perspective as to what I see works best. And then we'll talk through why. And my perspective in a nutshell is that couples who work together financially and specifically couples who focus on one thing, one goal, one task at a time when it comes to your money, those couples come out ahead of couples who don't, couples who aren't working together, couples who are focusing on different things, couples who are trying to do too many different things at once, even if all those things are good. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to pay down your debt as quickly as possible. I think there are a lot of advantages to that approach, but that's kind of a discussion for another day. But instead, right, I would encourage you not to view your debts as separate. I would encourage you to view all of your household debt after you get married as something that the two of you need to handle and tackle together. How fast or how slow is something that you can decide, but I do recommend, even if there are pretty big differentials in how much debt you're bringing into the marriage, 
uh, I do recommend that you come up with a plan for how to handle that debt together. And I actually think that the easiest way to think through why that is, is to actually just take your take you and your spouse out of the present day situation about how to handle your debt and fast forward several decades. Picture you and your spouse when you're 75 years old. You're retired. You've been retired for several years. Both of you have social security checks coming in. And the question is like, what is what is your life? What does your lives look like then? What's your financial situation like at that point? And the answer, if if you decide that you don't want to treat your debts the same today and you want to let the person with, with more debt, quote unquote, kind of struggle to, to get the debt paid off, sacrifice doing things like retirement saving and so on, the difference is by because you weren't working together on that stuff early on, the spouse who had the debt that they were really focusing on, like that caused them to not do things like save for retirement. And so, you know, you, you still have like all, all retirement accounts are separate by nature. And the person who didn't have the debt to begin with is likely going to have a lot more money saved up for retirement than the other spouse. And so how are you managing your personal finances then, right? You've been married for decades at that point. Are you, are you still viewing your retirement account money as, as separate? And, you know, you'll, you, the two, the two of you are going to have completely different lifestyles at that point in time, because you can afford different things or even taking it a step further. What happens if the spouse who has less safe for retirement has some sort of medical issue? Um, and, and you find yourself needing to spend a lot of money on healthcare. Are you going to help them at that point in time? And most people I talk about this type of you know, exercise with say, yes, they, they would. But what's the difference? What's the difference between helping your, your spouse with a, a debt issue now versus helping them with a medical issue 40 years from now? There, there really isn't one other than just the amount of time that's gone by. And so my point is that by, by deciding to keep things separate and not handle the debt together now, you're setting yourself up on a track over decades that isn't going to cause any of these challenges and decisions to go away. It's actually going to make them worse and more volatile, right? It's going to keep you both on unequal financial playing fields throughout, throughout your lives. And, and that's not always a good thing for the per oh, it's, it's, I would argue it's actually never a good thing for the person who doesn't have the debt to begin with because here's what happens Let, let's now back up from retirement and just look at the next five to ten years for for you what are the financial goals that you have what do you want to make happen in your life using your money right if you haven't bought a home yet that likely involves putting a down payment on a house and buying a house together if you already have a house, maybe it involves buying a bigger one at some point down the road. Uh, maybe if you want to have kids, that involves childcare or saving for college or, or things like that. Like, where do you want to be allocating your money to the next five or 10 years? And do you feel comfortable shouldering the vast majority of the responsibility for that? Well, your spouse who has much more debt than you do can't contribute as much to that because they, they're handling their debt. What ends up happening is that you end up, right, the, the spouse without as much debt ends up contributing 75% or 80% or 85% or more toward those financial goals. And so my question for, for, for both of you then is like, does it actually feel better to, 
to have the debts be kept as separate and for each of you to work on your own debts if it means that when it comes to your joint financial goals, the person without the debt is the one doing the vast majority of the contributions to that. Right? Is, is that actually a better outcome? That, that there's no there's no working 50-50 toward your future financial goals or in proportion to your income or however you want to do it. If one person is is making thousands of dollars a month in student loan payments and the other isn't, right? You, you just can't do it. And so while that might work to the to, to your favor, at least at first glance, for the, the spouse without debt to not be paying extra on the other spouse's debt right now, it means you're going to be paying a lot more for things in the future. And, and if you're concerned about like, you know, what happens if we get divorced and, and so on, stuff's going to get split up 50-50 regardless. I mean, you know, check, check the the divorce laws in your state, there are some states who treat things differently, but you know, if, if you, if you buy a house together, even if you put 90% of the down payment down, the odds that you need to split that house and sell it 50, 50, when you get divorced are pretty high. I'm not a lawyer. You can, you can double check. But my, my point is that it, it's just not, it's not that different, right? Paying down debt isn't really that different than, than working toward any of these other joint financial goals together. You know, debt and financial obligations like that, like child support and payment to support your parents or things like that, like they're they're emotionally weighty topics, right? We, we when we think about the current state of our debt, we tend to have like some strong emotions that come up, but they're not really that different. Like debt you, that you bring into your marriage isn't that different than any other quote unquote thing that you're bringing into your marriage. If you and your spouse, I, or, or I'm sorry, you or your spouse has some sort of chronic health condition. Right. If you if you have a, a medical issue that's going to take up your time and energy and resources over the course of your life, and you had that before you get married, that's not just your separate burden to bear. That's something that you and your spouse are, are going to need to to work through and overcome that challenge together over time. That really isn't that different. If if you or your spouse were to lose a job, right, and you know that's an, a financial issue that you're going to need to deal with together over time. Uh, if you or your spouse has a bad credit score, right, and you go to apply for a mortgage together, that's going to be something that, you know, it might, might have, all the causes that might have happened before you got married, but that doesn't mean they're not your challenge to deal with right now. It's just part of getting married. Um, if, you, if you or your spouse has a child from either a previous marriage or before you got married with somebody else, that's something you need to deal with together. There may be ways that you can get around it, but it's not necessarily a good thing for for your just overall like life trajectory or your marriage. And debt ultimately is no different, right? There are different emotions behind it. Um, there are things that we need to think through in terms of the right way to handle it for you and your family. But the outcome is the same, right? It, it, it's a burden that, like it or not, it is something you need to deal with, and that's okay. That's completely normal, and there are ways to handle it but decide to do that together. Right? You will make you will find that you will make faster financial progress together in the aggregate if you focus on one thing at a time together rather than focusing on doing your own separate things financially because you brought them into the marriage. And one last thing I'll say about this real quick. Um, speaking to the person in the relationship who has the majority of the debt, um, there's no, like, you shouldn't feel like a burden. And, and I and I hope that you don't, right? This is, you know, this might be a burden that you both need to deal with together, but that's not, 
something you should feel any blame or, or sense of shame about. I, I just I went through a laundry list of examples of other things you could have brought into the relationship that are just things that you need to deal with. This is no different. Right? The, the important thing is that you focus on how to make the right financial decisions together going forward. Um, debt, no matter whose it is, whether it's a you know, debt that you take out together or debt you have or your spouse has, it, it is a, an obstacle that you need to navigate around on your journey toward to financial success. And, and in my view, um, I think it will be easier for both of you if you navigate it together, right? This is not something you're necessarily, either one of you are going to feel comfortable about with, with right now. And it might take some time to get to that point, but start to work on it, right? Reach out to a third party to, to discuss how to handle this together if you both are having some sort of roadblocks around it. It doesn't mean you need to necessarily drop everything and pay off the debt right now. Um, there are some good arguments to be made for doing that, but that's not even what I'm saying here. My point though is that right, just like anything else you were to bring into your marriage, debt is a part of that. Let's make a plan for how to tackle it together. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.